Hi, welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. We are so glad that you're here with us today. My name is Laura Forehand. I'm a Whole Brain Teaching staff member. I teach second grade in Missouri, and I'm thrilled to be here with my great friend, Rhonda. Hello, everyone. I'm Rhonda Arlt. I'm a second grade teacher um, in Goddard, Kansas, and I'm a platinum certified um, instructor as well as a Whole Brain Teaching staff member. And today we are so grateful to have executive board member Chris a.k.a. Smooth Rexstad here to discuss whole brain teaching. We are so happy to have you on the podcast today, Chris. I want to start out with the history of whole brain teaching. How did whole brain teaching all begin? Yeah, sure. It is so great to be here, guys. Thanks so much for inviting me and love talking about whole brain teaching all the time. So, But this, this angle, this question is, is a little different. And it's a question that lots of times we, we want to talk about, but there's so many teaching strategies, we don't get around to it. But Exactly. Um, I was a, uh, a college student at the community college here in my town in 1990, and I walked into a philosophy, introduction to logic class, one of those prerequisite type classes you had to take to get a liberal studies degree. I didn't know what I was doing. It was like one of the last <laughs> classes I had to take at the community college. Little did I know it would change my life. And in walks this loud, obnoxious professor <laughs> named... Mr. Biffle. And we didn't know anything about him except that he was loud. And um, I, I had so much fun in introduction to logic. I took introduction to philosophy the next semester, had a great time, um, moved along, got through some stuff, did some teaching. Fourth year of teaching, I just said, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And, and you may have heard this part before, but I just called him up on a whim. And I said, look, I was in your class a bunch of years ago. Um, I'd like to sit down and talk about some teaching. And he said, sure, come on over. So um, the college is in my town where we live, and he lives here in town. And little did I know at the same time, um, there was another guy who was kind of did the same thing I did. His name was Jay, and he started uh, meeting with Coach probably a month or a couple of months before I did. And we just kind of made it a, a thing there. I joined in, and I said, um, look, I just need some strategies. And so we talked. Jay taught kindergarten. I taught fourth grade. And as we joke, Coach taught 13th grade. And he would. <laughs> He'd come together, we'd meet every Thursday for an hour and a half, and we'd say, okay, this is what I'm doing here, try this. So we'd go and we would try things. And then we'd come back and say, well, this didn't work, this did. Um, we'd keep certain things, we'd tweak certain things. And we started thinking, wow, this is going to be a really great thing. And we said, we got to spread this around. So then Coach, of course, as you know, is, was big into working with Cesar Chavez and the United Farm Workers early on. And he talked about house meetings. And Cesar Chavez had a bunch of house meetings in the Central Valley. And Coach kind of copied that thing. And we had house meetings here in town. We all brought five or six teachers that we worked with. And we said, OK, this is what we're doing. And, and I think a lot of folks looked at us kind of crazy. But a lot of folks thought this is really cool. At the time, the only thing we really had was class yes, some scoreboard a little bit of teach okay and power picks. It's really what our big strategies were at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and so we met with those folks and then we opened it up into some Saturday meetings at the college that coach had and he was able to get the big performing arts center for free. And so we met in there every first Saturday of every month we were meeting um, and we had, you know, 20 people come. And so it's kind of like, oh, this is great. Um, but it kept going. It kept going. And then we did some small trainings for San Bernardino City. And that's when Andrea came on and she started doing some stuff with us. Um, and then we moved and then we found this thing. You may remember it. it's called YouTube. And we made a couple <laughs> of videos before YouTube was really anything. We made a few videos 
and um, a crazy professor original video and a couple others that just kind of took off and put us out a little further than our sphere of influence here in the Southern California area. And um, gosh, after that, we had our first, first training out of state in Arizona. And then we came back and started doing some things and tweaked the title of the conference and called it um, Teaching Challenging Kids and the Rest of Your Class Too. And, and once we made that change, and that, of course, is the title of one of the, the first book. And, you know, once we made that change, then the, the rows at the Performing Arts Center were just packed with people. And we had a conference out sure. in Hemet about an hour away that um, was just tons and tons of people. I think we talked about 900 teachers and we had to turn a bunch away. And then, then we started doing a little bit more at a couple other places. And then the, the secretary at Louisiana College, her daughter saw it, pass it on to her. And then now, of course, you know, that was eight years of conferences there at Louisiana College for the National Conference. And, and here we are. So it, it's kind of started off really simple, of course, and we've always called it an educational reform movement. And mm -hmm. um, it's really what it's been. And it's just been a ride and it's been a ton, a ton of fun and things are always changing. So Absolutely. that's the backstory. Yeah. Love it. So that I did not know all of that. So I didn't either. I'm so glad you shared all that with us. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. Yeah. So speaking of changes, was there a time where it was called power teaching? Uh, yes, that was the original name. Um, okay. I think at the time we kind of felt we want to give and instill power to the teachers and power to the students that, that credo that coach ends things with right. power to the teachers, power mm -hmm. to the kids. And so we call it power teaching because it was extremely powerful and we were doing a lot of great things. And um, I think I'll just segue into your next question. I yeah. think you're probably leading to is so now it's called whole brain teaching. Mm -hmm. And we sit, we were sitting around a table at Denny's, you know, a bunch of years ago. And I don't remember exactly how long ago it was, but it, kind of there's this feeling of, I think we should change this name. Let's come up with something a little different. And coach was kind of getting the feeling and, and the buzzword at the time was, whole brain this, whole brain that, you know, use your whole brain for this and that. And you probably remember those things. And as we go, education, the pendulum switches back and forth. And that was becoming the buzzword. And so we said, well, how about whole brain teaching? That's really one of the bigger reasons. The second reason was that along about that same time, uh, someone clued us into a big, huge educational company on the East Coast called Power Teaching. And, and we thought mm -hmm, three um, small, you know, teachers in UKIPA aren't going to have enough money to defend off any lawsuits or anything like this with big educational companies. So it was a natural time to switch the name. And what we found is, of course, as we know now, it really matches what we do much better anyway. Yes. So it that's really what I was going to say. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's exactly what I was going to say. It, it totally matches. And I think kids too can understand when you talk about we're using our whole brain when we teach yes then it, it, it really does gel together so well. Yeah. I, it was a perfect fit. Yeah. Like everything we like everything we found so far in the history of whole brain teaching is at the right time, at the right place, it all just kind of gels together and, and perfect things happen when we really focus on it. So it's been really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think you um, answered the question about Andrea coming on board. Um, yeah. How did some of the other executive board members get on board with you guys? Yeah. So, so Andrea was interesting. It was her very first year of teaching. And when we were in San Bernardino city, she just latched on because she thought that's what she'll tell you this. She thought, um, I thought all first year teachers were supposed to join this and follow the directions of, of the district as, you know, as we all thought we were supposed to do. And now we kind of do our own thing sometimes, but 
some of the other folks came along because um, like Nancy came along, we, we did a bunch of Saturday conferences up in her area, which is about an hour and a half from here in the high desert in Lancaster and Palmdale. And we were there for a whole school year and she really bought in and just thought this was the greatest thing. So she has been on since then. That was a bunch of years ago. And then after that, when the rest of the folks really started coming on through national conferences and you guys all this, the same thing, mm -hmm. you, you would mm -hmm. come along, you'd say, wow, this is a really great idea. And if I remember correctly, you probably had to do something along the lines of some small quizzes in Schoology and that type of stuff way back in the beginning, pass some quizzes. And now, of course, we've got the, the whole um, certification process. But that all started when uh, we found and saw some great people like Coach Calls Fireballs that just said, wow, this is beautiful. And everyone kind of gelled together. And at different times, there, you know, we've had lots of people working with us and lots of people that come alongside. And, and when you throw a lot of things at them like, no money and funny little titles. <laughs> sometimes they stay and sometimes they don't, you know, yeah. and, and street names. And if you give someone a street name, they've stuck around. But, you know, it's one of those things where um, people have come and gone, but the team that's meant to be here is really here. So when he started talking about um, um, executive members and so on and staff and stuff like that, it was because there was so many things going on. We needed help with things. Mm. We needed someone on the East coast because um, at the time, Jay and I and Andrea, we had young families and, and we couldn't be gone a lot. And coach was still working here at the college and he couldn't be gone a lot. So we wanted to kind of spread out around the nation and it, and it really worked out well that way. So that's kind of how it all started. And, and folks have, everybody's kind of found their, as they say, niche or niche, mm. however you want to say it. Yeah. But Everyone's got their own little spot. You guys have this and Nancy's got her certification and we've got our tech people and we've got our, um, the other folks that do things. And it's just, it's just a great time how it all works together. Yeah, definitely. It is a group, a good group. Definitely. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for it sure. Is. So did I understand you correctly? Did you begin your teaching career with whole brain teaching? Uh, no, I, I okay. taught, I graduated right away and I taught in a private school. I was, I wanted to get out into the world really fast. I didn't in, in I think most places, but in California, you have to have a teaching credential to teach in public school. So I got some experience in a private school and then I got my credential. And so I was at the school I'm at right now when I first started with whole brain teaching. And that's when I called him up and I said, Hey, uh, we got to sit down and, or are you free to sit down? I didn't say we got it, but I was hoping he'd say, <laughs> and it just kind of worked that way. Um, but no, I, I did the traditional, what we all do. The university told us what to do. And that's what right. I did. And it, that's when I came up with the whole idea of this isn't really what I thought it was going to be. So I got to come up with something and tweak it somehow, but I'm not, I'm not super creative with all these different things. And so I reached out to him because I had a ton of fun in one of the worst classes that we usually think of in college philosophy. Mm -hmm. Right. So right. we don't remember a lot of that, but that's how it started for me. Yes. Right. So how, how would you say what's been the biggest transformation in the way you teach now, as opposed to what you learned say in college or what we've all learned in college? Sure. Sure. So I, I think the, we come out of college and I think we come out of college in, in any type of career with a lot of book knowledge and you have a lot of good theories and a lot of good pedagogy. But when it comes down to, okay, now I've got 30 kids staring at me, right. what am I supposed to do now? And, and that's the part where the whole brain teaching has just made everything so much easy. I mean, you can see it all over 
Facebook and all these other places where teachers will say, I wish I'd have found this, blah, blah, blah. And, and when we tell that to someone that has been doing it for six months or whatever, they're like, uh, what, what are you talking about? This is just great. Yeah. Well, you didn't go through the terrible stuff. The rest of us all went through, you know, to figure <laughs> out that this is what has saved us. And so the biggest transformation is the management. And that's why we were known as a management thing for so long, a strategy. And then we were always doing, you know, super speed, 1000, super speed, 100 and, and math and things like that. But that didn't take the forefront. And then of course, character education and all these pieces. So combine kind of all those parts together. And, and that's really what's transformed it. But initially it was management for me. I needed some creative, fun ways to keep kids. Well, the other word, of course, we like to use is engagement. Exactly. Management and engagement. Those two pieces alone is what really totally transformed my teaching. And I couldn't, I don't remember what it was like teaching any other way. And, and that's my hope and dream for lots of people is eventually it's just like, this is where it is for me. I don't remember. I started whole brain teaching. Um, when I got out of school, you know, that's the stories we want to hear and mm-hmm. how they didn't know any other way, but that right. takes some time. But there's a lot of folks out there now that they can say that I started with this and I'm sticking with it. So mm-hmm. that's our goal. But yeah, it, it's a big, big difference from the university. So, yeah, I wish I would have had it back in the day. Let me tell you. <laughs> yep. Well, I appreciate you sharing the history behind it because I think that's kind of important to know like how things all began. But now I kind of want to focus in on some of those components of whole brain teaching and what is your favorite component of whole brain teaching? Yeah, you know, this, this component that we have is just my favorite. It's been my favorite since, uh, not really actually since the beginning we started it. It took me a while to get into it, but it's the super improver team, super improver wall, and, mm-hmm. and kind of the, the basics of it. You know, the kids will work hard to improve. And when we pit kids against each other in a grading system, we know that no one wins. And so that's really what bought in for me because, because I was a middle of the road, somewhat half-hearted struggling student. And, and I didn't really care much. I, I did just enough to get by. And, and I, so I know we all have, you know, almost 80% of our classes that way these days where kids are just trying just enough to get by and don't want to do it. But when we started talking about super improvers um, and this idea of leveling up, and combining that with the, the metaphor of a video game and just seeing how kids could do it, um, it's even hard to just sit here and listen and be on the other end of this podcast and listen to someone talk about this and say, this is so great and not really understand what does that mean. But when you start to see kids that don't give a hoot about school, all of a sudden crack a smile when they've bumped up from panda to wolf or, or any other level because they've improved. You start to say, okay, this is for real. And, and it wasn't, for me, it was, I think just the high kids will always win. You know, these are the same questions we get in seminars, right? Well, just the high kids, the, the overachievers, they're going to do it. But no, even the lowest of the low are competing, yeah. in a sense, competing with the other kids as they move up. And, and it's just all about beating your own record and improving mm-hmm. yourself. And I think that that inner struggle that we all have is the part that I love. And seeing kids, the best part I think for me is, as seeing kids that have been told, because by the time they get to me, you know, this is their fourth year of school, almost fifth year. They already know someone has kind of either told them or they felt it or it's been instilled somehow. You're not going to go very far or you're not very good. And so once they start seeing that all they have to do is improve a little bit on this one thing, those start to snowball. Mm-hmm. And then they really get that idea of, oh, I can do this. And you just see a transformation in kids. And I think that's, that's the part. Kids are going to learn to read eventually. They're going to figure out their math problems. 
but we have a job to teach them how to be good people. And, yeah. and that super improver part that once they see that they can do that and it just, that feels good inside. And you combine all these other pieces, which we could talk for hours about, but it, it's this idea that I can get better. And all I have to do is just improve until I get up to here. And the goal of going from a turtle to an alpha hawk is every kid loves to level up. And I think that's the fun part too. So that's, so that's Stephanie what. was on and talked about it at like the second grade level, your fourth yeah. grade level. Are there any differences in, in between well, I I mean, think, with the, sure. being the upper grades? Yeah. I think for us in, in, you know, kids are nine turning 10 and I think they start to see a little bit more of the bigger picture in life in some respects. And, and we can, it's not just about, okay, getting this little score here and, and just, on my every word of trying to just take every test and, Oh, look, I'm sitting up better. I, I should get an improvement star. You know, I think we can do a lot of that in second grade and, and younger kids and they, they get that part, but older kids start to see, okay, I can transform as a person too. So setting some of their own goals of, okay, I, I answer, I, I follow all the directions, right. And I put my name on my paper and I capitalize everything. Okay. I'm not going to get any more super improvement stars from that. So I'm capping out. So, how am I going to improve now? And, mm -hmm. and that's where we can sit down and have those conversations that are a little bit, maybe um, more uh, in, you know, a little bit more into the deeper parts of life and the philosophy of why do you want to improve and how can you improve? And so I think mm -hmm. those are some of the differences in upper grade, as far as fourth and, and fifth grade um, kids still will come to me. And this is, this is uh, I'm teaching fourth grade. They've, they've had a teacher at my school that's done super improvement in second grade and in third and it's still new because we push them a little bit higher and a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. And well, I've already been a, a Peregrine Falcon in third grade. Yep. But this is fourth grade, buddy. You know, <laughs> so you can improve. You're a year older, so you can improve on these types of things. And um, I think we, we have to push them to new levels that are a little bit higher in upper grade that come a little more challenging. And that's the difference because we also get a lot more verbal lackadaisical kids in upper grades too. And so you have to come around and get them to buy in there too. So uh, it's, it's a system that works from, you know, TK to 12th grade, if, if you're just willing to try it and push it. So I, I think mm -hmm. it's beautiful, but it is different at every level. You're right. Yeah. I really wish people could like actually see us as we're having this conversation because Ron and I have these big smiles on our face because everything you're saying about super improver, we're just like, yes. I mean, seeing those right. kids, uh, it, it just like you think about it even right now and it just brings a smile to your face to think about those yeah. kids that you right. said, like you said, that have been pegged as the kids that will never go very far. And right. we see that growth. So exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and even more so now with with this so many of our whole brain teaching things, you know, super improvers used to be a standalone piece. When I got to the super improver part of a seminar, which was, you know, an hour or so in, I would say, listen. If you don't buy into anything today, take this one standalone piece with you. But now everything we do wraps around Peregrine Island and the character and, and everything is just mm -hmm. so when, you know, I remember sitting in a car driving with coach out to some local Saturday conference a couple hours away. And he was pitching this idea of improvement. And, and we were talking belts with not little um, <laughs> stickers that you would put on them that would show you've leveled up. And we've gone from t-shirts with iron on decal, all that kind of stuff. But it really started off as just, I want kids to improve a little bit. And, and that's really where it's gone. But now it's, it's blossomed into this whole system that gets kids 
trying to improve. And then of course, now lately we've tied it into writing. And so what's the hardest thing we all struggle with teaching and that's writing. And so now we've, we've dovetailed the improvement up the wall to your writing and turtle to, to wolf and so on. It's just, I just can't stop talking about it. So I better stop because no, (laughs) are you shocked about how much it's grown over the years and expanded the components and everything? Yeah. You know, we, you may have heard this part of the story too, but sitting in his office in, in a, you know, a, an eight by eight felt like a cell in this <laughs> complex. We're knee to knee. And he looks at us and before we said huddle up, we were huddled up, you know, and he said, listen, boys, we're going to take this a long ways. And in 10 years, we'll be on the face of time magazine and we can make a lot of money. And, you know, we've heard all that, but this idea of, in, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, that's not going to happen. It's not. <laughs> And I never knew we would be going across the country and some parts of the world sharing this with other teachers. And then they were so, they were so hungry for something Mm -hmm. because our universities are putting out good, solid teachers that are ready to go and to do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. But the issue is not our teachers prepared. The issue is combining that with the kids and the parents and then all of life in itself. And wow, it's a hard, it's a hard, hard job. And of course, now we know parents are finding out how hard it is. But this idea right. that that we had something here that we started in this little teeny town of 50,000 people and um, it, it's just blossomed into this this great, great thing that's helping so many people and 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 not, you know, for any other reason, but just to help other people. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's done so well, because we're not out there charging 600 bucks a person for a conference and. And people just love the ambiance and they love this environment of people and groups on the social media. And it's just, it's such a great group of people to work with. So, and you guys are a key part of that. And I think that all of the people that we have on our board trickling down to people that have just started are starting to feel that even more. And it's just so much fun. We're having a great time. Yeah, it really is. And that was probably one of the biggest things that I had to do a double take on because everything is free. And I thought, "Hmm, I wonder if it's, I'm going to get what I pay for. And I'm here to tell you that you get so much, so much from going to a free conference. And and even, even though we had to do it virtually this summer, they were rich with information. And so, yeah, wow. I, I would highly recommend any teacher, even tiny bit curious about whole brain teaching to dig deep and find out what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's really the, the only way you're going to be able to do it. There's no quick things anymore. It's, you know, we want things to be done easy for us, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to sit down and read through the website and read the book and a couple of the books. And, but also that experiences of talking with other people and communicating on Facebook and so on is, is a big, big help for folks too. And we know that. So absolutely. Really great. Yeah. So I don't, I can just tell by the look on Ron's face and we have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation with you today. Mm-hmm. just has totally pumped me up. I'm ready for, I'm ready for <laughs> a new week, just talking to yeah. getting that energy from you. Um, how can people get a hold of you if they have any questions or they want to know more about anything that you've spoken about today? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I have my email address and I don't know the easiest way to give you that. I could just tell it to you, of course, but mm-hmm. Um, on the bottom of the Facebook page, or, excuse me, on the bottom of our website mm-hmm. is everybody's um, and the executive board's Instagram. And also I'm on Facebook grades three through five group. That's my main group that I, I kind of help out with and overlook. So 
Roversy. And so you can send me a message through Facebook. You can email me at Chris Rexted at wholebrainteaching.com. Um, I would love to help you. And I think that getting involved is, is a great way to start. And, and you can get involved at any level. You can <laughs> dabble. Let's say you just want to do class. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Start there. And, and there are people all over the country and there are people just next door or down the way from me that say, oh yeah, I teach, I'm a whole brain teacher. Oh yeah, what do you do? Class, yes. All right, that's great. Now let's talk about it. <laughs> and, and so that's where they're starting. That's where they need to start. Great. Let's now let's add to that. And so I think that is the, the great thing about whole brain is we can just start and then we add little pieces as we go. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's right. kind of like your, your own little super improver work up the chart, right? You're just going to add a new piece every couple of weeks and improve and get better at it. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the whole message of life is just getting better. So I think that, that that's one way, but I will, I'll answer any of your questions. Sure. Go right ahead. Ask away. It's tons of fun. Good. Well, like Chris said, be sure to check out our Facebook pages. And we also have Instagram pages as well for all the latest on whole brain teaching. We are thankful to all of you for joining us today. And we thank you, Chris, for sharing with us. We really enjoyed it a lot. You're so welcome. It's been great. Thanks. Yeah. And don't forget to follow us on Podbean and to share this podcast and our, and our other podcast episodes as well. Um, we'll be back in a couple weeks with a new episode, but until then, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.